Chippecas, are you in there? Are you back there? Man. I'm going to have. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, I'm here. I did I'm not. Sorry. I'm sorry. I had sorry. no idea that was uh, what I was going to speak on. I, so I'm I, glad well, you're here. So you didn't get attacked by the crocodiles when you no, went into the water? No, no, no. no. I, I, beat, I beat them up with my hand. Oh. I'm a Roman soldier. What do you expect? <laughs> I'm going to grab the water. Hey, big hand for a cow Thanks. once again. I just met him, but he's an awesome guy. Oh. Listen. Listen. I have some really sad news to tell you. You see... I was freaking out a little bit earlier, and it's why I was late, because this morning when I arrived back at camp, no one would talk to me. And I was afraid that I thought for sure that I had been found out, that, that I had been made, that, that, that somebody had told somebody above me that I was a believer in Jesus. And I, I was ready to not be ashamed and, 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 and say that I had faith in Jesus. I was ready. But you see, the Roman Imperial Legion, they do not tolerate anything. And if you're caught believing in anything besides their gods, well, then they run you through with the sword. It's certain death. But boys and girls, I'm afraid that it was far worse. You see my son, Tybonius? Well, I didn't tell you this, but he's moved up the ranks really quickly. In fact, he's at the rank of Pilus Prior. It's, it's only one step behind me as a Roman centurion. And he's a very talented warrior. But I don't know what happened or why, but he was working inside of one of the tents. It just happens to be my tent where we store a lot of our family treasures, and um, that's the way that we do it. We want to protect what we have. And my son, Tybonius, he, he went into the tent, and he took half of the gold that I had been saving. And I've been saving up that gold so that someday my family, we can buy a farm and when I'm done with the Legion. And, and I was excited about this, and yet he stole it, and he defected from the Roman Imperial Legion. What you need to understand is that if he ever returns, they'll kill him. Tybonius? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought it was him. Look, there's nothing that I can do right now, okay? I, I just, I, I need to focus, and I, you need to learn about Jesus. Okay, Jesus, 100% man, 100% God, right? Okay, good. Now, before I go on, I, I think I need to backtrack a little bit. I never really told you about the moment that I realized that Jesus was God, that he was more than just a man. In fact, there was a while back where there was this encounter that this woman had with Jesus, and and I heard all about this story. Turn in your Bibles to John chapter 4, verse 4. John chapter 4, verse 4. John 4, 4. We did Philippians 4, 4 last night. This morning we're doing, or today, tonight, we're doing John 4, 4. John 4, big 4, little 4. Tybonius? No. Oh, I thought it was him. John 4, verse 4. Now, uh, I'm going to need two of you to kind of help because I, I think we need a visual. I need a girl right there, okay, in the Roman shirt. Good, come up here. And I need a boy, okay, in the red hat. Red hat. Come here. Come here. Come here. Okay, you guys got it? John 4. Okay, you guys come stand over here. Simple, no costumes. We're just, I'm going to have you act it out, okay? You are going to be the woman 
I know it's a stretch. Okay, woman, you are going to be Jesus. Can you be Jesus? Okay, excellent. Okay, all right. So kind of act it out. John 4, we're going to start in verse 4. All right, you guys ready? Okay, here we go. John 4, verse 4. 4. And he, who's he? Jesus had to pass through Samaria. All right? So Jesus had to pass through Samaria. And he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near a field of Jacob uh, that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there, and so Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. And it was the sixth hour. Now a woman from Samaria came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, give me a drink. See, for his disciples had gone away to the city to buy food. And the Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me? A woman of Samaria. Now, listen, I need you all to understand this. Pause. All right, you guys freeze. Freeze. Okay. Jews and Samaritans didn't get along too well. In fact, the Jewish people that Jesus was a part of, they despised the Samaritans. The Samaritans were like these half-breeds. They were part Jewish and part mixed other things. And so the Jewish people looked upon the Samaritans really, really poorly, like they were trash, that that's all that they were worth. They were nothing. They were worthless, all right? Uh, kind of like we Romans think of everyone else, right? And I know, it's true, though. Now, here's the thing. Let me continue to read and find out what happened, though, because think of that. I want you to think about that. So Jesus, as a Jewish person, would have despised Samaritan people. They were trash. They were garbage. And listen to what this says. Verse 10, ready? Verse 10 says, And Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who was saying to you, Give me a drink, then you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Okay, nice and loud. Now the woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with. And the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than Jacob? Because he gave us this well to drink from. And Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water, listen to this, will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water I give him will never be thirsty again. Huh. How crazy is that? All right, let's give a hand to both of our peeps. Now listen. Boys and girls, I heard this story, and I thought to myself, how in the world can this be? What was Jesus talking about? Whoever drinks of the water that I give him will never go thirsty again? Like, Hibonius? No. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, now, listen, I understand the importance of water. Uh, not that long ago, I led my centuria, and we were attacking a, a horde of uh, Germanians. And we were attacking them, and we got blindsided, and my entire troop got destroyed, except for me and one other person. 
And I only escaped because I dove into this bush where none of the Germanians could see me. Now, here's the thing. I was trapped inside that bush with my life for eight straight days. Eight days I went without water. And the first few days, I was able to survive and be okay. But boys and girls, I was so longing for water that I was licking my arm to try to get sweat just so I could get some moisture on my tongue. See, water is a very, very important thing. I know thirst. I know what it's like to have thirst. And so this mention of water to drink and that you'll never go thirsty again, well, that, I don't know, that intrigued me. That, that made me think. And I remembered something about the Jewish people. See, long ago, they had been waiting for hundreds of years for this promised, they call them a Messiah. He was going to be the savior of the world. And Jesus told this woman at the well, he said, I am that promised one. He said he was the savior of the world. Tabonia? No. Now, here's the thing, guys and girls. The water that was in that well that the woman was drinking, it would quench her thirst until she was thirsty again a few hours later. But Jesus was saying that he was the one that would give her a path to being who God created her to be, that him coming down would put her in a right relationship with him again forever. It's not that it would just last temporarily, but forever. This would be, Tybonius, Tybonius, my son, my son, my son, Tybonius. Oh, oh, you've returned. Come, come, my son. Oh, oh, oh. Tybonius, my son, was lost, and now he is found. Father, I've sinned against you and against Rome. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son or to be a Roman officer. So make me like a poor foot soldier. No, no, Tybonius, listen, you'll always be my son. No, in in fact, we'll we'll rejoice and and we'll have a party. You were lost and now you're found. But I don't understand. I took half of everything you had and and, and wasted it on chocolates and trading cards. Why why would you do that? Tybonius, listen, because I know the truth about Jesus, and I'm prepared to live it out. I don't even think Jesus could forgive what I did. Tybonius, listen. Jesus told a story, actually, that I heard that went very similar to exactly what happened to you. Uh, It comes out of Luke chapter 15. Uh, listen, everyone listen to Luke 15. See, what happened is there's this story that Jesus told about this father, a lot like me, who had two sons, and he had a great wealth from a vineyard that he owned. And one day, the younger son came up to him and said, I want half of the wealth, basically the wealth that he would get when the father died. And so by asking for the money, he was like, Dad, I want you to die so I can get the money. And you know what the father did, Tybonius? He, he gave him half of the money that was going to come to him, right then and there, not waiting till he died. And the son in the story did a lot like you. He went off and he wasted all of the money and he spent it on all kinds of things to the point where he was, where he was poor. In fact, he was so poor 
that Jesus, as he's telling the story, says that he went to the point where he started eating slop that the pigs were eating. Like, I don't know if you know pigs, but pigs eat garbage. That's all they eat. All the leftover slop, and he was feeding off of it. And then in his mind, he thought, you know what? Even the servants of my father eat better than this. Maybe I'll just go, and, and I'll go to my father, and, and, and I'll just ask if I can be one of his servants and, and just live like that, a lot like you did. And you know what's amazing in the story? Is that the father, every single day, was going out and looking for his son, waiting for his son to return. And he did. And the moment, it says, really cool, it says, when the boy was a long way off, meaning the father was watching for him, just waiting for him to return. And when he saw him, he ran to him and hugged him and told him how much that he loved him. And they threw a party because his son had returned. See, that's what I've been doing, Tybonia. Even after what you did, I was here teaching and I was waiting for you to return. I want you to know how much that I truly love you. But what about the legion? They'll kill me if they find me. I know, and Tybonius, that's what you deserve for what you did. But I'm sure Jesus will find a way. It'll be okay. How? Why? You know, Tybonius, do you, do you remember there was a story that, that I used to tell you when you were young about the great emperor? Oh, of course. I think the kids could benefit from hearing from that story. Should we tell it? Okay, why don't you go over there? I need one boy for this who's very, very mature. Okay, in the back, in the blue hooded sweatshirt. Come on up here. There you go. All right, come right here. All right, okay. Now, just for the, right now, just kind of hang back. All right, good. All right. Now, oh, wait, wait. All right. Now, <clears throat> in this, I've always wanted to do this. I am going to play Caesar. I am going to be the Roman emperor. Oh, this feels good. <laughs> okay, now, all right, here we go. Now. Now, once upon a time, there was an empire. And in the empire, there lived an emperor. <clears throat> and he was the greatest emperor of all. In fact, he ruled his empire perfectly. And he was fair and he was just. And he loved each and every person in his empire so much that he wanted desperately for them to spend forever with him. So each and every year in the empire, all of the 13-year-old boys and girls would be summoned to the emperor's courtyard to take part in the ultimate archery contest. You see, everyone in the empire lived for this contest because there was a chance that if they did something amazing, they would get to live with the emperor forever. And so every kid spent hours each day in target practice. They had all gotten very good. And by the time the day finally came to go up onto the hill to the emperor's palace to participate in the contest of the courtyard. Now, thousands of people were there. It was all very terrifying. And the trumpet sounded. That's your role. Ready? And the trumpet sounded. And the rules were read by the emperor. Each contestant will receive 10 arrows to shoot at the target. 
Now, if the contestant has a perfect score of 10 bullseyes, he or she will get to come live with me forever in my palace. I want you all to succeed. However, however, if you miss just one, even one, then you will not get to live with me forever. In fact, you will be eternally banished and you will be penalized by death. A gasp went over the crowd. Now, one particular boy stepped up, ready to take part. Now, you could see that the boy was scared. You see, even the greatest of the Sagittari Roman soldiers weren't good enough to make 10 out of 10 bullseyes. The trumpet sounded again. And the games had begun. Soon, it was the boy's turn to stand and take a mark. He took the first arrow out of his quiver. There you go. And he set it in place. And he lined it up. And he pulled the bow back. No, he pulled the bow back. There we go. And he concentrated as hard as he could. And then he turned to his side and he noticed that a little ways off, the royal prince, the emperor's own son, stood too and was also taking part in the competition. But, but why? He already lived in the palace with the emperor. Why would he be taking part in the games? He had to forget about him and focus. And so the boy pulled the string back and he let the arrow go. Bullseye. Well, I guess we don't get excited, do we? Now, what a wonderful feeling for the boy. He was one for one. And so he took a second arrow out. And he was annoyed to look over and see that the prince was doing that too. But he shot the arrow. Bullseye! Two for two. Only eight more to go. He grabbed the third one out of the quiver and he took careful aim again. And he let it fly. Bullseye! Three for three. He had never done so well, and he was beginning to feel confident, and so he pulled out the fourth arrow, and with much concentration, so did the prince. And the boy let it fly. Missed. A bright red zero went on his scorecard, and he took a fifth arrow, and he let it fly. Bullseye. And then, the, and then a sixth arrow. Bullseye. Now he was getting really nervous, and as he let the seventh fly, it missed the target completely. But that was the last. Number eight. Number nine. And even ten. All hit the bullseye. Now, the scorekeeper went up and handed the young man a score, his scorecard. And he said, congratulations, he said. This is the best that I have ever seen, even though it had two big zeros across it. But the boy thought about it, and he said, surely the emperor wouldn't put him to death for the best score ever, would he? But he was scared. And so... He started to walk slowly over to the emperor to turn in his scorecard. 
But right as he did, the prince stepped in front and talked to the boy. He said, here, take my scorecard. And the prince's scorecard was spotless. It was perfect. He had hit 10 out of 10 bullseyes. No misses. But the prince said, uh, but he said to the prince, if you take my scorecard, you'll be put to death. And the prince said, And so the boy received the card and he handed it to the emperor so that he could live with the emperor forever. All right, good job, good job. The end, the end. Now, now, here's the thing. Tybonius, what do you think? That's what Jesus did for us, right? He laid his life down for us. Because, boys and girls, that's how much Jesus loves you and me. Even though we deserve to be eternally separated from God, he had a way for us to be with him forever. Tibonius, have you ever heard of the Romans road? Is that that road that they lay grapes, dried grapes out on? No, that's the raisin road, but close, close. Uh, No, the Romans road is a way for us to remember the big story about what life is all about. Boys and girls, this is what I want you to do. Open up your Bibles to the book of Romans. Yeah, I love this book. It's the best. And we're going to kind of walk through this road of all these verses for a second. Hey, Tibonius, why don't you grab your Bible? And here's what I want you to do. I'm going to tell you what verse to read, and you read it out loud, and I'll talk about it. All right? Okay, got it. Okay. Okay, so Romans... We're going to start in chapter 3. So look up at me when you're there. Romans 3. All right. So we're going to walk along this path that tells the big story. All right. So Romans chapter 3. We're going to start in verse 10. All right. Okay. So, all right. Everybody there, look up at me. Tybonius is going to be reading these so you can follow along. All right. So step one along the Romans road is Romans 3.10. Listen up. As it is written, there's no one righteous, not even one. So righteous means to be perfect. It means to be good. And no one, no one is righteous because Romans 3.23, step two. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So boys and girls. Did you catch that verse? For just a few people have sinned. Is that what it says? It says what? For all have sinned. Raise your hand if you've ever sinned. Okay, hands down. Raise your hand if you've never sinned before. Oh, yeah. Okay, this guy just did. But guess what? He just lied, so now he's a sinner. Good job. Welcome to the club. All right. Good. Now, so Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So every single one of us is a sinner. We miss the mark. It's like shooting an arrow, and instead of hitting the bullseye, you miss, right? And because we've missed, we fall short of God's plan for us. Step three, Romans 6, 23. For the wages wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. All right, so listen. The wages of sin is death. Boys. 
Listen, this is really important. You see, the Bible says that every single one of us has sinned. And because of our sin, the cost for our sin by missing the mark and messing up, the cost is that we deserve death. And death is eternal separation from God. Listen, boys and girls, God created you to be with him forever. And yet the moment that we sin, the moment that we miss the mark, even just one time, we become sinners and we become eternally separated from God. That's what has to be done. The wages of sin is death. Boys and girls, that's not good, is it? And if God left us right there, this would be a terrible, terrible world. But step four is where it gets really cool. Step four. We're going to go backwards, okay? Turn in your Bibles to Romans 5, 8 to 9. So go back a chapter. Romans 5, 8 through 9 says this. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? Okay, so here's the thing. We messed up. We sinned. God wasn't going to just leave us there. In fact, he had a plan before the world even was created that he loves us so much that though our sin is going to separate us, he demonstrated his own love towards us and that even while we are still sinners, this is what I want you to do. Close your eyes for a second. Close your eyes, okay? Don't say anything out loud, but what I want you to do is imagine in your mind the worst sin that you have ever committed. Okay, don't tell, don't tell anybody. Okay, just think in your mind. Close your eyes. If your eyes aren't closed, you're not doing what I'm asking. Think of the worst sin that you were ever doing. I know this might be a little rough for you. And this is what I want you to imagine is you're in the middle. It says, and yet while we are still sinners, in the middle of that sin that you're doing right now, Jesus walks up to you. And and in your mind, you're like, oh, no, it's Jesus. Uh, uh, uh." But here's the thing. Jesus places his hand on your shoulder while you're in the middle of that sin, while you're lying to your parents or while you're stealing something or or you're being disrespectful or whatever it is that you're thinking of. And Jesus places his hand on you and says, this is why I died for you. And right now, right now, I love you. Open up your eyes. So that's what Jesus did for us. That's what God did. God demonstrated his love. He sent Jesus to die for us, to take the penalty for your sin that the wage, remember the cost of sin is death, but Jesus came on just like the prince in the story and took on the death for you so that you could live with God forever. But step five has to be done. Step five, go, go to the right a little bit more and go to Romans 10, 9 through 10. Okay, not yet. So Romans 10, 9 through 10, and this is a really key verse. Okay, a really key verse, step five. All right, go ahead. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Okay, so here's what Romans says, all right? Romans 10, 9 to 10 says, okay, so God demonstrates you deserve death. Your sin separates you from God, but God loves you so much that he sent Jesus to die for you on the cross. And so now he's saying is this is what you got to do is simply you have to believe in your heart and you have to confess. You have to declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus did what he said he was going to do, that he came and he died on our behalf, that he made a way so that we could live with God forever. Is that not awesome or what? 
That's the, that's, the, that's the most awesome thing in the whole world, boys and girls. There is nothing greater. If your team wins a Super Bowl, a World Series, or you win a gold medal, or you get a billion dollars, none of that compares to this moment when you take a moment to say, I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord, and I confess it out loud with my mouth to say that he died and rose again for me, that he died for me, that he paid the price for my sins. And that's what Romans 10 uh, 9 through 10 says, okay? So then, uh, listen to this. Just a couple verses later, verse 13, Romans 10, 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Does it say just a few of the people who call on the name of the Lord? What does it say? For everyone, all people, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So boys and girls, look at me. This is important. It doesn't matter what you've done what sin you've committed, how bad you think you may be, it does not matter. At the end of the day, Romans 10, 13 says that every single person who calls on the name of the Lord, who believes in their heart that Jesus died for us and they confess with their mouth, they will be saved. That means that you will get to live with God forever in heaven. Is that a good thing? No, that is a great thing, right? That's the best thing ever. And then the final step, comes in step seven. We're going to backtrack again, and we're going to go to Romans 8.1. Romans 8.1. And this is really cool, okay? And I'm going to teach you a word out of this. Romans 8.1 says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. All right. Does anybody want to guess what the word condemnation means? It's a big, big word. Condemnation. Yeah. What do you think it means? Go. Oh, no, no, behind you. No? Yeah. Okay, think about it. Think about it. Condemnation. Yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, no, no, not that. Not that. Okay, let's, let's, let's try something different then. All right. Condemnation. Condemnation. Big word. Yes, go. Now no eternal suffering. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, go. Okay. Okay. Were you going to say not damned to hell? Is that what you were going to say? Yeah. All right. I knew where you were going. Okay. Hands down. You guys are on the right track. Okay. Condemnation. When it says there's now no condemnation means that no longer... Are you going to die? No longer are you going to have to live away from God forever. You are not going to be judged any longer because now, because of what Jesus did for you, and now because you believed in your heart and you confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that guess what? You are no longer under that judgment. You get to live with God forever. Somebody make some noise and get excited for me. Wait, not too loud. We don't want the Romans to hear. Okay, good. All right. You guys got it. Now. Um, here's the thing. Okay, Tybonius, we got a lot of work to do, so why don't you go saddle up our horses? We're going to have to figure out this whole Roman legion thing. I'll see you in a bit, okay? All right, everybody say bye, Tybonius. Oh, my son was lost, and now he is found. Now, listen. Listen. Let me um, finish with this, boys and girls. Boys, 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 eyes on me right here. Don't take them off. Everybody right here with me for just a couple minutes and we're going to finish. Because here's the thing that I want you guys to understand. 
every single one of us has the opportunity to walk down this Romans road that we talked about. Every single one of us is sinners. We established that, and we all deserve death. Um, but you all have the opportunity to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. I, I want you guys to see an example of what this looks like. This is a fifth grader. Do we have that video, Jeff? Wait for it. Wait for it. Okay, so check it on out. Watch this video. This is a fifth grader who's talking about this whole thing that we were just talking about, Romans Road. With you today, why um, I want to get baptized, and today I'm going to get baptized. So um, I accepted Christ when I was like five or six, and now I have gotten to the point where I want to share it with all you here, and so I have accepted Christ. Because I, I know that Lord Jesus has died on our sins, and I know this is my choice. Not anybody else's choice, but I've chosen that, and I know I'm, I'm a sinner. And God died on the cross so that he could have us, so that we could go to heaven with them, even though we didn't deserve that. And... He wants us to be with them, and so I've chosen this so I can share the word with you. I have been reading my Bible a lot more and praying. I've been going to FCA. This is it is a thing at my school that you come to when they get speakers from around the world to come and share the word of God with you. That's been really helping me. I'd like to thank my dad for helping me and uh, helping me learn more about Jesus and all that. And I'd also like to thank Chris for making the baptism book that has helped me get to this moment to be baptized in, all, in front of all of you. And so, thanks. All right, now you guys, I don't know if you figure this out, but who do you think that is in fifth grade? Tybonius. That was Tybonius when he was in fifth grade. And, and I share that video with you because, boys and girls, listen, I, I need you to hear a couple of things that Tybonius said. He said a couple of things that I think are really key. He said, he said, I'm choosing this for me. And I want you guys to understand something because one of the reasons why I love this age is because you guys are getting to this point where you understand things a little bit deeper and a little bit better and at a different level than you did when you were kids. See, I believe you guys are starting to get ready to not be kids anymore and move into this world where you start thinking a little bit more and you get to the point where you have to choose to follow Jesus for you. See, you can't follow Jesus because your parents do. You can't choose to follow Jesus because your pastor or someone else. At the end of the day, you are the only one responsible for your relationship with God. You have to make that choice. Do you understand what I'm saying? This can't be a decision for anyone else. Only you are responsible. You have to make that choice for you. And so this Romans road that we just walked through kind of tells the whole story. And what I want to do tonight 
is I want to give you guys an opportunity to like, as Ty did, to respond and choose Jesus for yourself. I love that line that he said that Jesus died for us and he did that even though we didn't deserve it. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. Look at me. You guys didn't deserve what Jesus did for you. We None of us deserved for Jesus to go on that cross 2,000 years ago and die for us this horrible death. But he did it because of how much he loves you and how much he loves me and how much he loves Tibonius and all of us. And so we have the opportunity to say thank you to him and say, you know what? We do, even though we don't deserve this, we choose to follow you. We believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth that you're Lord. And so this is what I want to do tonight. Just everyone close your eyes again, okay? And we're going to pray. We're going to pray. And what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to pray and, and I'm going to talk to God the way that I did the first time that I, I did this and I confessed and believed. And here's the thing is that God hears you when you pray in your heart. And so if you want to confess out loud and pray this out loud, you're welcome to. Or if you just want to believe in your heart and say it in your heart, you're welcome to do that as well. Okay? But I want you, boys, that if you want to do this, that you will do this. That if you choose to do this, that you choose this. If you don't want to, that's okay. If you still have questions, that's okay. You can talk to your counselors. And that's great. They'll help you answer you some questions about this, okay? So close your eyes, and and you can pray after me. I'll say the words, and you can just follow along if you want. Out loud or in your heart, it doesn't matter. Say, hi, God. Thank you for sending Jesus to earth. And... I want to admit that I'm a sinner. I've messed up. And I missed the mark. And I want to say that I believe in what Jesus did for me. I know that he died on the cross for me. And I know that he's the only one that could have died for me. And so tonight, I choose to believe in him. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, that he is God in a bod, and that he died for me. And so tonight, I want to give you my life. I choose to follow you with my life. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Hey, listen, um, this, our theme verse comes out of Romans 1, 16 through 17, right? And, and we've been singing this song. And what I love about this song is you guys know how it starts off. It says, for I am not ashamed. Do you guys know what that word ashamed means? Ashamed is when you're embarrassed, right? When, when like, uh, like, I don't want anybody to know that I'm something. And so this verse talks about how, for I am not ashamed, I'm not embarrassed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God of salvation to everyone who believes, right? And so this is what I want you guys to do. If you chose Jesus for the first time tonight, and you were saying that, and you honestly were choosing for yourself, then I'm going to ask that you not be ashamed tonight, okay? 
And I'm asking you to do something crazy and not be ashamed of the choice that you made. I'm just going to ask that you stand up right now. All right? You can just stand up. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed of your choice. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I want you guys to know for a second, look at me, that Scripture says, the Bible says that there's a party that the angels are partying in heaven right now when someone new gives their life to Jesus and chooses to follow him. You guys can sit down. Good job. That's awesome. So this is what we're going to do, all right? We're going to dismiss you guys quietly to your so what time right now. And what I want you guys to do in your so what times is I want you guys to talk a little bit more about Romans Road, about what Jesus did for us. Now look at me, ladies, ladies. The temptation right now is going to be to run off and and maybe get a little bit crazy. I'm going to ask you guys just for the next 15 minutes or so to just stay quiet. Just stay thinking about this. We're going to play some games tonight. It's going to be super cool. But what I want you guys to do is just for the next few minutes, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to dismiss you and I'm going to have you head off quietly. I don't want any talking. And let's just be respectful and let's just be thinking about what Jesus did for us. Get to your wherever you're going for your so what time and take the next few minutes just to kind of talk this through. And I'll tell you what, if you chose Jesus for the first time tonight, please tell your counselor, let them know because they're going to rejoice with you. They are going to, Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord right alongside you, because this is exciting times. All right, bow your heads with me again. Let me pray you out, and then you guys can quietly, quietly head off to your so what time. God, just thank you so much again for tonight. Um, I don't know. I, I heard a lot of people confess with their mouth, but I don't know what their hearts were saying. But my hope is that truly some of these students, these kids, for the first time said, I want to believe in my heart of what you did for me. And for that, we rejoice and we're so excited and thankful for those that were not ashamed that stood up and said, yes, I believe in you and what you did for me. And so for that, we again, we rejoice and we're excited. And now as we head off to our so what times, God, that you would bless our time and our conversation. Help us to continue to take this a little bit more seriously than maybe we might want to. That we can have good conversation about it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.